Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Clubhouse Combos. I'm your host, Dan Hayes, and today I'm joined by just Connor. Uh, how you doing, bud? I'm good. I have two dentist appointments, and I figured we'd fit this in between uh, before I head back to school for the, the draft tomorrow. Very exciting time. You have two dentist appointments? Yeah, I, I had I just came back from the orthodontist, and then I've got a, a cleaning at 6, which I was supposed to have on Monday. This is the whole reason I came home. And then they were like, nah, we're going to move it. So I woke up at 6 in the morning for nothing, but it's all right. That's tough. Yeah. But, so that, that makes a little more sense. That's orthodontist versus dentist. I was a little concerned that you had two dentist appointments within a couple hours of each other. But um, anyway, um, as you brought up, draft tomorrow. Um, we're going to be talking about the NFL draft and more specifically our latest mock draft and our final mock draft for this cycle. Um we already completed the mock and it's actually up on the Instagram right now, but kind of wanted to just get a recording out there, kind of talk through the picks, um, kind of our thoughts on what we did and kind of what we talked about in the chat. Um, Cause how we did it was instead of rotating every four picks, we kind of set it up like a war room. We would all vote on a player for every team. Um, kind of like what scouts and, head coaches would do for an NFL team. Everyone kind of gives their take on who should be taken. Um, so we kind of went about it that way. Um, all four of us did a first round uh, mock draft and then me and uh, Newman did the second round of the mock draft. So uh, we'll get right into it with the first pick. Uh, pretty obvious being Bryce Young. There's not much to be said that hasn't been said already. Bryce Young, just obviously the pick, uh, probably the best quarterback in this draft. I know he is for me. So no complaints here. Yep, no complaints. Scored really well on whatever that test was. Although, you know, Will Levis, some Redditor says uh, Will Levis is going first overall now. So I'm. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. That's pretty funny. Do not buy what you see on Reddit. It's probably 95% false. Yeah. So, um, going into the number two pick and kind of talking about that cognitive test. Uh, we actually had CJ Stroud going who got a 18th percentile grading on that cognitive cognitive test. Um, but he's recently come out and said, he's not a test taker. He's a football player, which I agree with. Um, he's a damn good one. And I'm comfortable with Houston taking him at two. I know there's, we talked about them not going quarterback, which I would also be okay with, but I do think CJ Stroud, if put in the right situation, and I think under D'Amico Ryans, he will be, um, I think he could be a good NFL quarterback. So I'm fine with the pick. See, I voted for Will Anderson here, um, and I believe this came down to Snapchat AI just ruining my <laughs> life. Also, Evan Evan kept voting for your players, so Colin and I could be fucked. Um, but I think Stroud's a fine pick here. Uh, I don't know how much – you know, front offices really pay attention to the cognitive tests. Although I heard the the Panthers guy, Treader, actually pays a lot of attention to it. So that's more of a, an indication for Young to go there. But I still think Stroud's just a playmaker. Like, I don't really give a shit about what his, you know, his cognitive test says. I'm happy with the, like, I would be happy if they go Anderson here, just because I think him and D'Amico Ryans would work out really well. But I don't know. I feel like this is the first draft in a while where after one, like, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen which is fun. Yeah. And I think it comes with 
having a quarterback class that really any of the guys are interchangeable. I mean, you could make the case in some scenarios where Bryce Young doesn't have to be the first quarterback, depending on your situation. But like, I could totally understand going with Anthony Richardson, having if you had like a, a Jared Goff level quarterback and you had the first pick. So um, just kind of one of those classes where it's so good at quarterback that everything is just a jumbled mess because all the other position players, it really does come down to preference. Quarterback's kind of the only position where it's like, like one is one, two is two, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Um. All right. We'll move on to the next pick here. Uh, three, we decided not to trade out of the third pick with the Cardinals. Not enough teams that were willing to to jump up, especially with C.J. Stroud um, off the board. So we had them going with Will Anderson, um, which I think he'll be a great fit in that Jonathan Gannon system. Kind of think of what Hassan Reddick was able to do. Uh, I think he kind of steps into that role, and he's going to be a really productive and impactful uh, day one edge rusher for the Cardinals. Yeah, hundred percent. I was in on this pick as well. I don't. It'll be interesting to see if anyone jumps up. Maybe the Colts trying to defend off some other teams. But I like the Will Anderson pick. I like them staying put. I know Kyler has been advocating for Paris Johnson lately, but that's all fucking bullshit. But so I'm happy with this to get them a, a nice defenseman uh, after JJ Watt leaves. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. I will say, if they really do want to go with Paris Johnson, then you might as well trade down. Because I don't yeah. see Indy taking a tackle. I don't see Seattle taking a tackle. Detroit's not taking it. Like you can trade down and still get Paris Johnson. There's no need to take him at three. So, yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, four uh, Colts obviously taking a quarterback, and we have them going with Anthony Richardson. Pretty sure we are split on this one. Um, I voted for Levis. I just think he's the more pro ready quarterback. He could step in day one. Yes, he does have some cleaning up to do in his game. But I think if you stick Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson out there day one, he's going to struggle and it's probably not going to look that pretty. And who knows? It may like quarterbacks, obviously confidence is a huge thing. We saw what happened to Tua when he loses his confidence, Zach Wilson. Um, If they play poorly out the gate, it could ruin their career um, or at least early on in their career. Um, Another example, kind of like Sam Darnold in New York, like, I think getting Will Levis, who's more pro-ready, can kind of stand in the pocket and make uh, good reads and uh, process the defense. Yes, he does have some accuracy concerns, um, but I I just think that would be a better situation for Indy um, than going with Richardson, even though the sky is the limit. Yeah, I I voted for Richardson here. I just feel like, yeah, if Allard wants to save his job, maybe he goes with a more pro-ready guy and they throw Levis right in right away, but I think, you know, if Richardson, you know, they decide to sit him a year, that extends Ballard for a little bit until they see what this guy's got. I don't know. I just feel like if Levis struggles in his first year, I feel like Ballard is out. And so to save his own ass, at least to give him some more time to build up that roster behind Richardson, who I think has a higher ceiling, um, would make more sense in my opinion. Fair enough. And again, I think all these quarterbacks, you can make a case. Um like I said, Richardson does have all the tools, so I can understand why you would want to go with him over Levis. Um, so just kind of a preference thing. Uh, next pick, Seattle at five. Going with Jalen Carter. Uh, I've just seen a lot of reporters saying, like, the off-the-field stuff, it is what it is. A lot of teams, I think, have kind of come around to understanding 
all the aspects of what happened um, with the off the field stuff. And then especially his pro day, kind of what he was going through to be nine pounds heavier. Um, in Seattle, I think as a team, especially with Pete Carroll, that could kind of deal with somebody like Jalen Carter that may be immature and kind of bring him along because the talent's there. Like we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, like he could be uh, all pro a hall of fame caliber player. If obviously his career goes well, but like he has that type of talent. Um, so if Seattle could kind of just get him to understand how to be a pro, I think it'd be a great pick. Yeah, I think if anyone's going to work with him, Pete Carroll, I think is a really good guy to do it. I was happy with this pick. I feel like if Richardson had made it to them at five, I'd be interested to see what they do just because they have Gino there. And you can certainly sit Richardson for a year or two as he develops. So it'll be interesting tomorrow if that, that happens, what they end up deciding to do. But I think Carter is a real pick that you can't really miss on. Absolutely. Um. Next pick is going to be our first trade. I think we had four trades in total in this mock draft. Um, it's going to be the Tennessee Titans jumping up uh, to six, so trading with the Detroit Lions. Um, and they're going to grab uh, Will Levis. I just think Tennessee getting ahead of Las Vegas and Atlanta and any other team that could possibly want a quarterback. Um, the report's coming out that front office has kind of lost faith in Malik Willis, which after watching him play, I can understand why. Um, and then all the reports saying that Tannehill's on the trade block and his time in Tennessee is almost up. So it, I think it makes sense for them to take a swing at a quarterback. I know they have a first time GM, so it's kind of difficult to make this big of a move uh, and have it be your first move in the draft. But I think it's one that's necessary if Tennessee doesn't want to finish last in that division. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think I've I've seen an equal number of reports that they'd be willing to trade down to try to start this like rework and retool. Um, it's kind of disappointing that they're giving up on Levis so quickly, or not Levis, excuse me, Malik Willis. Uh, but I mean, he really did nothing during his few starts to really reinforce the idea that he's their guy. So I I can't blame them for that and moving on that fast. But I'm okay with this. I think Levis, you know. He looks like Ryan Tannehill, but I mean, obviously the arm strength is ridiculous. So I don't know. I, I think this is fine. It worked out for Detroit in our mock, the way that they traded down and still got their guy. So I'm curious to see how that works out tomorrow. Definitely. And like I talked about, I think Tennessee is definitely one of those teams that we could see jump to three. Um, but like you said, wouldn't be surprised if they trade back either. So going to be exciting. Uh, seventh pick here with Las Vegas. We actually had them going Christian Gonzalez, my top corner, but I've seen a lot of other people out there saying Devin Witherspoon is their top corner. Um, I like this for Las Vegas. Um, I think I actually voted for a tackle. Um, I just think getting Jimmy G all the protection he needs so he doesn't have to deal with injuries, but I can totally understand a secondary in Las Vegas that doesn't have a lot of talent why you'd go with somebody like Christian Gonzalez. So not a guy I voted for, but I am completely okay with the Raiders going in this direction. Yeah, I voted for him. I just think, you know, the the West is pretty stacked in terms of offensive talent. I think they need to boost their secondary to keep up with that. Uh, I think we went defense again in round two for them. Uh, mm -hmm. So they'll have to address that offensive line later, but I'm, I'm happy with this. I think Gonzalez is my top corner right now. I think they, that's, a slam dunk pick if he should get to them. Definitely. He'll have to uh, be able to 
pick off Justin Herbert a couple times a year. Nope. No <laughs> uh, eighth pick, Atlanta. Um, being able to get Tyree Wilson, he kind of slides a little, I guess, compared to where some are expecting him to go. I think he's actually now the betting favorite to be the first uh, defender in non-quarterback taken off the board, which I think is absurd. I think Willie Anderson is definitely the better uh, player and better prospect. Um, but for Atlanta to finally get like a true edge rusher that is going to have quality talent and quality uh, traits, I think is huge for them. Somebody that can kind of line up with Grady Jarrett on that defensive line and just push the pocket. I think that'd be huge for Atlanta um, as they're kind of, they're kind of looking to make a playoff push. Honestly, if Desmond Ritter can kind of elevate his play or if Taylor Heineke could step in, and work some of his magic that he had in Washington. I mean, Atlanta with this pick would look kind of set to make the playoffs almost as a possibly that last wild card spot. Yeah, I think I made this exact pick in the sim if I'm remembering correctly. Um, I'm not going to go check it. I'm just going to guess that that's what happened. Um, so right. yeah, I like it because I did it uh, a while ago, and I we still agree on it. So that means it seems to be the right decision. I think I bet like two months ago on Richardson being the pick here, and that's looking like a waste. Um, although they might be tempted if he makes it. He won't. Well, definitely if he makes it. But I, if I recall, when you told me you made that bet, I told you it was a it was a pretty dumb bet. That's okay. Pretty sure a day or two later they did sign Heineke. Yeah. Oh well. So we'll see. A lot happens on draft night that is very unpredictable. Um. Ninth pick here with the Chicago Bears. Kind of another easy pick. I feel like everyone's making this pick. Uh, it's Paris Johnson Jr., tackle from Ohio State. Just get Justin Fields a tackle or some offensive line help to protect him. You got enough receivers uh, thanks to the DJ Moore trade. Um, you also traded for Chase Claypool. You pair that with Darnell Mooney. You drafted Vilas Jones. Like You have the weapons there. Get him some protection so he's not running for his life. And really, whether it's him or Peter Skaronsky that you take here at nine, I, that works. That's fine. So I think all of us preferred Paris Johnson, more of the actual tackle prospect, um, more of that prototypical size you're looking for, longer arms than Skaronsky. So a pick for Chicago if it happens. Yep. Not much to say. It's a home run for them to trade back to nine and still get a high caliber player. The top tackle in this class is pretty impressive. Definitely. Uh, tenth pick here. Uh, this is definitely where we were kind of split on what was going to happen. Um, and we ended up going with Bijan Robinson. More of the AI ended up going with uh, Bijan Robinson. Um, I think we were picking between like Nolan Smith, um, Bijan Robinson, and one other player that I'm forgetting right now. Um, but if the Eagles take Bijan Robinson as an Eagles fan completely fine with it. You have another first round pick that you could go and get, uh, go and fill some needs with. So if you just want to take best player available, which is definitely going to be B. John Robinson, almost anybody's board. Um, I'm totally okay with that. So B. John going 10. Like it. Yeah. I'm trying to do what I picked. I think I said no one Smith. Um, but I'm fine with Bijan. I feel like Philly is in a position where they have the luxury of being able to take a running back. So it's fine. He's, he's an amazing player. So I'm fine with it. 
now that I think of it, it may have been Skaronsky um, that I picked. That may have been that third player. I think it was, yeah, looking at it right now. All right, uh, Detroit here at 11. Um, this is the trade down with Tennessee, and they still get their guy, Devin Witherspoon, that they probably would take at six. Maybe it would be Christian Gonzalez, but essentially still getting one of the top two corners even after trading down. Um, so they look really good, uh, especially getting somebody to fill that Jeff Okuda spot. And as we'll get into the rest of this draft, Detroit is off to a really hot start with how they performed in this draft. Yeah, we did a pretty fucking good job. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I assume them and uh, Vegas would go cor- both of these corners back to back, so they have to be careful, I guess, who they trade up with. They don't get fucked, but to get their guy at eleven that they probably were going to take at six anyways is good, and they get good value. I don't. We made up the trade. I don't really know what they got back, but it's worth it. Um, if I remember correctly, I I kind of worked it out. So essentially. They got the second this year, and they got a first round pick next year. That that kind of like when you do the chart, like the how the draft yeah, picks yeah. add up, it it that it works out that way. Um, it's just a quick, easy way to do some math. Yeah. All right, twelfth uh, pick here with Houston, uh, second pick. Um, we paired them up with Jackson Smith and Jigba, so get the two Ohio State guys together, uh, him and Stroud. Um, wouldn't be upset with Houston taking this route again. Uh, if they're going with CJ Stroud, um, get a guy to replace Brandon cooks and especially someone that's familiar with CJ Stroud. I'm pretty sure I voted for a, uh, a defensive player. I just think D'Amico Ryan's well-respected defensive mind in the NFL. He's going to kind of get his way and get at least one defender between these two picks. Um, but I'm fine with getting that college connection going in Houston. Let's see. I have it for you. Uh, you were considering a trade with Pittsburgh. Yep. And then uh, then you voted for JSM. It was uh, unanimous for JSM. So. Okay. Interesting. I, I mean, I, I agree. Pairing off with Stroud makes a ton of sense. And then, I mean, I feel like D'Amico can find, like, hidden defensive players that are really good later in the draft. Smart guy. Definitely. Um, I guess just some thoughts on that Pittsburgh trade. I guess my thought was, because <laughs> at the time that we made it, um, the Jets were still at 13, and I wanted the Steelers to get a tackle before that pick. So that's kind of the thought process there. Obviously, the yep. Aaron Rodgers trade ha- happened after the mock, so they probably wouldn't trade with Houston. It would probably be more with like New England. But that was the thought process. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So now with the 13th pick is the Green Bay Packers, and it worked out that these picks would still work out, and um, all we had to do was flip them essentially. But they go with we are all collectively high on Zay Flowers um, compared to where he's actually going to go. You, like, cut out on me. Oh, no, you're back. You're back. Okay. We're good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, just because I don't know where I cut off, just quickly recap. Packers going with Zay Flowers. I think as a group, we're higher on Zay Flowers. Um, and it would be pretty ironic for them to go with the receiver the first draft without Aaron Rodgers, especially in the first round. Um, but I could totally see it happen and I'd be completely okay with them taking a guy like Zay Flowers. 
Yeah, I like the pick. I feel like every time we make a mock, the Packers do something. It fucks our mock. I think when you and I were doing the first mock, they were almost doing the trade. Um, That's funny. I think I voted for uh, Dalton Kincaid here. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that, honestly, I'm I'm leaning towards that being the pick tomorrow. I just think him as a pass catching tight end makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, Flowers is really good. and I I can't complain if they go that route. I think skill positions kind of what they need right now and yeah like you said it'd be pretty funny as soon as Aaron leaves they start loading up but we'll see um so next pick being the Patriots at 14 we went with Deontay Banks the corner um I think it would be a really good fit very versatile player from uh, Maryland um really athletic just to me, it just feels like a Patriots pick to take this Big Ten corner um, that could kind of do it all in the field. Uh, kind of a lower profile when compared to the other corners. So just feels like a Bill Bell check pick. So, and then, I mean, I like it. It beats taking someone from Chattanooga in the first round. So it's an improvement. UT Chattanooga to the first round. <laughs> Such a funny club. Yeah, I I, uh, I voted for JPJ here, and then we waited 10 minutes, and Evan from the top ropes fucking sides with you again, of course. So we took Banks. Um, I can't complain. Same position. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think, um, I think at the time, Zay Flowers was available because the trade hadn't happened yet. And I think Colin went with Zay Flowers, and I could see that as well. But mm-hmm. I'm happy with the, the corner here. Definitely. Uh, so now at 15, we do have the Jets going with Peter Skaronsky, who was the pick at 13. Um, I guess given we had to swap the picks, I could see New England possibly going Skaronsky. Um, but still, anyway, Jets getting a tackle at 15. Get Aaron Rodgers some protection. I'm not entirely sold on Mackay Becton uh, being the long-term answer at left tackle, and I'm definitely not sold at all on Max Mitchell being a right tackle. Um so getting somebody like Skaronsky that has some versatility, you could kind of mess with him and Elijah Bear Tucker at guard or tackle. So it gives them some flexibility to see what actually works with that offense moving forward. Um, he's just going to be a very sound player day one. Yeah, where uh, where did they have Tucker playing last year? Uh, I believe right guard. Okay, yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. I, I agree. Becton's injury concerns and just how big he is just makes it a little concerning for the long term. So they get their guy. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um. All right. At 16, uh, Commanders here going with Joey Porter Jr. Washington's a team I'm really confused on what they're going to do. I don't know if it's because they don't have that many needs or new ownership, don't really know what direction they're going to go. Like, do we believe that they're really that all in on Sam Howell? Like, there's just so many questions with the commanders that makes it really hard to pick where they're going. But I guess if you did have to pick a need, that secondary is not the strongest. So, but this is also a team that's not now not picking up the fifth-year option on Chase Young. So, Really hard to predict where they're going. If they get a guy, uh, the quality of Joey Porter Jr., I'd call it a success, but really hard to pin what their strategy is going to be come tomorrow. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I did with them in the sim, but I don't see it on the sheet, so I couldn't tell you. Um, I think I'm fine with this pick. I think when I 
inevitably write my my own mock tonight. I probably will flip him with Banks, and I think Banks will go here. But I can't. I mean, I can't really complain either way. Two good corners. I think it makes sense for Washington to boost up that secondary on a team that really, yeah, doesn't have a lot of needs if they're going to roll with Howell at quarterback. So it's a good pick. And it's just funny that he gets taken the pick right before Pittsburgh at 17 because obviously his dad, Joey Porter, senior, used to play for the Steelers back in the day. Um, But Pittsburgh misses out on that reunion and goes with Broderick Jones, tackle from uh, Georgia. Would have liked to see them possibly trade up for the more day one ready tackle. Uh, I think Jones needs some work, but I mean, anything's going to be an upgrade over Dan Moore at that left tackle spot. So if Pittsburgh's able to get some semblance of a tackle in this draft, it, it's going to be an A pick. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, anywhere on the old line makes a lot of sense. And I, I do really like Roderick Jones. I think he's a, a really solid player. So works for me. All right. Uh, 18 here with Detroit, their second pick of the first round. We're going with Kalaje Kansi. Adding another really good defender, um, kind of filling a need there on the interior of the uh, defensive line. We got we've kind of fixed the secondary up with Devin Witherspoon. Now addressing the D line, um, can't see kind of how I see this. The, um, the GM there, Brad Holmes, uh, LA Rams guy, uh, when he came over, um, and then you kind of can see the similarities in terms of undersized. Uh, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh, exactly what Aaron Donald was coming out. Uh, wicked strong, wicked athletic. I could see where they would possibly see some similarities and want to get him plugged into their defense um, and kind of give them a spark to see if they can win a division title. Yeah, this was a pick that Colin and I pushed for and we got, so I was happy with that. I think the uh, the D-line for them is a position of need, uh, um, so either him or I was looking at Van Ness to play opposite uh, Hutchinson. He went um, the very next pick, so that's interesting, but I I mean, I like the, the D-line uh, pick for them. Definitely. Um, so as you said, Tampa Bay here at 19 going with Lucas Van Ness. I would like to see them go tackle, but that next tackle that would kind of come off the board would be Darnell Wright, more of a right tackle. There's some concerns that he struggles being a left tackle, which is a fair concern. Not every player can flip and have the same exact success. So that is a concern with him. Obviously, the Bucks having Tristan Wirfs already as a right tackle, so that kind of eliminates him. So you get a somewhat versatile piece in Lucas Van Ness can kind of play that stand up D end can also kind of kick inside into a three tech. Um, so it's going to make him a valuable piece for that bucks um, defensive front. That's kind of lacking some pieces now that all the veterans are gone. Now that Brady's gone essentially. Um, so I like the pick I'm lower on Van Ness, but I think it, it would be a solid pick to re- replenish some talent on that defense. Yeah, I like the pick. I think I'm definitely higher on Van Ness than you. Um, he's an interesting player to watch. I mean, I feel like he could slide up into the top 10 somehow. He could fall into the second round somehow. He's very polarizing, I think. Um, but I think he fits right here with Tampa. I don't see another team really needing him before that. Um, so I'm happy there. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Um, 
All right. So this next pick, it's going to be the last one we're going to cover in terms of going one by one. Uh, everything else from here on out will kind of be a pick we like for the remainder of the mock. Uh, don't want to take up too much time here. But so the Seahawks at 20 going with Nolan Smith. I, I really like this pick. I think Nuosu, I don't know if he's going to get a second contract, just kind of given how much money the Seahawks are going to have to pay Geno Smith, that DK Metcalf contracts eventually going to kick in. Um, I mean, they got obviously a couple good drafts in a row, so you're going to have to pay, start paying some other dudes on this defense. So I think getting Nolan Smith to kind of almost sit for a year. I know I talking to Sean and just the kind of looking at the Seahawks, they don't think edge rusher is a huge need, but I think if you can replenish with a guy like Nolan Smith that could sit for a year and really refine himself as a pass rusher, obviously he's an athletic freak. I think if you pair those two aspects together, I mean, you're talking Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter on the same defensive line. Holy crap, that's pretty good for Seattle. That already has a really good defense after one good draft. Yeah, I kind of forgot we took Carter at five. Wow, we're we're fucking good at this. Yeah, good pick. <laughs> and unfortunately, it comes one pick before the Chargers, and I would love to have him on our team just because he's a fucking animal. But it's a good pickup for Seattle, really boosting that that D line in this draft. I mean, they have. Kind of all the pieces on the offensive side of the ball, maybe outside of some offensive line help, but I'm happy with that. I think defense is the way to go for them uh, with the way they've been playing. Absolutely. I could see them go receiver. Um, yeah. But I think with the receivers available at this spot, I don't know if they quite fit what they would be looking for. So oh, I did, uh, spoiler alert, I did take one, I believe. I believe that was my pick at 52. So yes, indeed you did read your mind um all right so from here on out i guess we can kind of go back and forth picks we liked um doesn't have to be in any order just kind of looking through um i guess for the time being while you kind of look through and figure out which kind of picks you do like for the remainder of this mock we can kind of hit on the rest of the lions draft because we're really high on it <laughs> yeah um all right so obviously the lines have the two first round picks of devin witherspoon after a trade back and then getting collage Kansi at 18 uh as a result of the trade with tennessee they did get their second round pick and with that pick they took bj ojalari so we talked about beefing up that defensive front uh getting a guy to pair opposite aiden hutchinson getting someone like bj ojalari is going to do the trick uh someone to kind of match in Hutchinson's strength and power is going to be BJ Ojolari with his speed and finesse. So I really like the pick there. And then later in the second round, they go with the tight end, Michael Mayer, uh, going to replace TJ Hawkinson after they traded him to Minnesota at the trade deadline. And then their last pick of the second round going with Jalen Hyatt, getting some speed to replace Jamison Williams as he will be suspended for six games. So, I mean, this is a home run draft just after two rounds. I, I absolutely love what we were able to do in Detroit. Yeah, this is like the uh, the Jets of last year. Absolutely yeah. fucking killed it. Um, yeah, I mean, what a draft. I kind of addressed pretty much every level of every position. I mean, the D-line, we fixed it. Gave him a little more speed, a new tight ends to replace uh, Hawkinson, like you said. I mean, I don't know. Outside of getting a new quarterback, I feel like we did everything – possible yeah now all they got to do is once the draft ends they give baltimore their 
two first round picks for 2024 and 2025 and get Lamar Jackson, sign him to a contract. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the only thing you could do to go up. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> oh. Um. All right. So after that, are there any picks that kind of stand out to you the rest of the way that you really like? Um, I like what we did with the Giants. We traded them out of the uh, the first round, and they still got Osiris Torrance. So I think we were talking about them taking him anyway in the first. So that was good value. I think we should touch on the Hendon Hooker pick, kind of the meme of him going to Minnesota at 31, which is kind of funny. But I like it. It's weird, weirdly enough. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, just the Chiefs, the kind of the players that were available, I wasn't really digging it, and I was like, just – when you think about what the first, like taking someone in the first round means in terms of that fifth year option, and especially quarterback, you don't have to pay him 40 mil. You're just paying him a normal fifth year bonus. It's a big difference. So I could absolutely like, this is what happened with Lamar. The Ravens swooped in the last pick of the uh, first round. And you, instead of four years, now you have five years of him on a rookie contract. Even if it is a fifth year, that is way larger in terms of salary compared to the first four years, it's still inexpensive compared to what a Jalen Hurts or a Patrick Mahomes is signing on that second contract. So Minnesota, a lot of rumors that they're willing to find any means necessary to trade up into the top five or so to get a quarterback. Why not trade to 31 where a quarterback in Hendon Hooker that I think there's a lot of rumors out there that they do like. So that was kind of my thought process behind it and i would like the pick i don't think kirk cousins is the answer i think Hendon hooker does have some upside um despite him being 25 years old and coming off an injury i think he's athletic enough i think he's accurate enough and has a solid enough arm where he can offer a little more uh to that minnesota offense than kirk does right now yeah i saw it he posted on twitter that like either yesterday i think of him doing like drop backs and throwing the yep. ball so his recovery looks good um, I like to pick for both sides. I think funny enough, we ended up having the Chiefs take Will McDonald at 63. And then I saw, I think it was Mel Kuyper had them taking him at 31. So that was, <laughs> that was pretty interesting. But um, yeah, I like it for both sides. I like Minnesota finding a way to get a quarterback in this draft um, because I don't think they'll be in the mix next year um, with how bad they'd have to be. But yeah, I think that made a lot of sense at the time. I agree. Um, and just on the Will McDonald note, he's a player I'm lower on, so I could absolutely see him falling. I just think he's a smaller dude that the film is weird. They had him playing like inside the tackles and like kind of like a four eye type of scenario. And he's like a speed rusher that should definitely be lining up in like a five tech to a, a wide nine. Like it was Iowa State, like they know what they're doing, but like it was just he wasn't used properly to show all of his talents. He was effective at what he did, but like it could have been so much better. So that may just be some personal preference there, but um, yeah, I just, I need to go off on a tangent on that. Just kind of thought of that as you brought that up. Yeah. You also, uh, you fucked my chargers by taking Mozzie Smith right before with Chicago. I wanted, I needed someone to just clog up the middle. And of course you took, <laughs> took him <laughs> listen he's probably a better scheme fit in la to play a, like a true nose but like chicago obviously four down front versus la is three down front but 
I just yeah. Chicago is so bad on the defensive line. Like, just give me anybody with talent to fill those gaps. And Matt Eberflus is a smart guy. He'll he'll figure out how to make it work, whether he's doing a rotation or he kind of changes the scheme to be pretty multiple. Like, just need to get somebody. And plus, Mozzie Smith is a he should he should have been gone a little bit before where he went in that second round. Yeah, I agree. He's borderline first round talent for me. It's just that he plays nose tackle, and how many teams are drafting a nose tackle? It's like drafting a center. How high are you drafting a center? Unless you're the Lions taking Frank Ragnow. Yeah, I know. I don't know. What do you think? You got any? Yeah. um, Let me look real quick. I do like Jameer Gibbs going to Houston. I think he's going to be a better scheme fit for that new Sam Fran, like West Coast offense there. Um, they're able to get one of the like co-offensive coordinators from Sam Fran to Houston. And I just think Damian Pierce isn't really that style of running back that they're looking for. So being able to go with Jameer Gibbs, who can kind of run that West Coast offense and also be – a receiving back that we see Christian McCaffrey doing there. I, I think that's going to be huge for them. And CJ Stroud being a rookie quarterback, having check down valve, something like that. So that was one pick that I really liked. And then I really liked my trade, uh, trade up with the dolphins to get Dewan Jones before he could get to new England. That was with between green Bay and Miami. I just think that's really like one of their only needs right now. They have a pretty, Pretty complete roster outside of possibly quarterback, depending on how you look at it. Um, so being able to get a tackle to kind of help out that offensive line, protect Tua, I think that's that was a really good trade up, um, especially for a team that doesn't have a first round pick. Yeah, I like that pick as well. I think on the Gibbs front, I saw I think it was yesterday, someone took him with Detroit actually in the second round, which I I don't know if I, I like that, but with Swift and his injury concerns and Monty being Monty, I could see it. Um, it fills a a role on that offense that they don't currently have. Like, yeah. no one else is that type of scat back in a way. Like, I think Jameer Gibbs is a little more than just a receiving back. But, like, DeAndre Swift, I don't think will sign a second contract. So I can understand why they would go after Gibbs. And then David Montgomery in, in the receiving game, leave something to kind of be desired in a way. So I I can understand it. Yeah, I agree. So anything else with this mock? Obviously, like we said, it's on the Instagram, so people can go and see the full results of the two rounds. But anything else you want to point out on the pod? Um, I don't think so. Actually, a, a funny story with New England at 46. I was going to take Tyreek Stevenson because – on the rankings I was looking at, he was so far down the board. I just thought it was a funny New England pick. But lo and behold, you took him three picks later. <laughs> I was like, wow, he might actually be good um, with Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, honestly, New England going double up at corner, I, it's not out of the realm of question. Um, he would be a good scheme fit, fit there, but I think he's a fantastic scheme fit in Pittsburgh. Um yeah. So obviously we had them trading up back into the first to get Brian receipt, kind of help that defensive line. It's kind of aging. Um, but if they stick put 
stick put at 32, I could absolutely see them taking Tyreek Stevenson there. I think it it fills a need. If you don't get Joey Porter Jr., who's a fantastic press corner, I think the next guy to fill that spot would be Tyreek Stevenson. Kind of a, a late riser in this draft process, kind of like after the senior bowl and after the combine is somebody that has flown up the boards, been on multiple top 30 visits. Um so I, I really like the pick there for Pittsburgh, but I could see him going much earlier as well. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right. I think that's that's going to wrap it. I know. Draft tomorrow. I'll probably make a mock. Are you going to make a mock? Of course. I've already made like probably 50. Yeah, but you got to make one. Like one yeah, I know. One. I'll make one final one tomorrow. Um, Probably make it in the morning. I don't have class. Um. I got to beat my record last year and I'm pretty sure I had eight picks. Correct. Yeah, I think first year we did it. You weren't here yet. I, I think I got six, oh, but yeah. all the trading just fucks, fucks you over. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, so I count like, obviously if you get a team and a player, correct, you get that right. But if you get, even if it's later in the draft and you get a player, right. I count that. And if you get the exact pick, I, I kind of like that's half correct. Like you thought he was going to go 10. Somebody traded into that spot and he's still like, there is still some value aspect to you getting that pick, right. Of knowing where he was going to go. Um, that's, that's but fair. I got eight, like got the player, got the team. Correct. I had eight of those last year, which is pretty impressive. That is impressive. It doesn't beat my, uh, my Seattle Kraken. I got 15 out of 30 it was yeah, an expansion draft is a little more uh <laughs> a little more interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited though. It's pretty good. Gonna be fun. So all right, that's uh that's gonna wrap it up. Probably the next time we'll be talking about the NFL draft on here is gonna be some draft grades. Um other than that, we're not gonna be talking football for a while. No, it's baseball season. Oh well. baseball, it's gonna be NHL playoffs. Maybe we'll touch on some Celtics basketball and some Sixers basketball. I don't really know if we care too much about the rest of the NBA playoffs, but uh, <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. So if you're still listening, appreciate you, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace out. Peace. Put your tears away and no fear today. You can drive off towards that summertime sunset. What you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who accepts